In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. The time of Advent is finishing. But if we look at the readings of Advent, it is calling us for repentance. For instance, the first Sunday of Advent, the reading says, In due course, John the Baptist appeared. He preached in the wilderness of Judea, and this was his message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. This was the man the prophet Isaiah spoke of when he said, A voice cries in the wilderness. Prepare a way for the Lord. Make his path straight. This time of Advent is preparing us for something really good. Advent means this thing, what is coming. And what is coming is God himself, who is going to be born as a little child. But don't you find odd that God has to come on earth? It is very surprising. It is not normal that the creator of the universe, the one who did everything from nothing, yet with his words, have to come on earth to become a little baby, to grow like a human being, and then to die on the cross. It is very surprising this. Something really bad may have happened at the beginning. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. God is not going to come on earth. That little planet attached to a little sun, a little star, in a galaxy that is not the greatest. And, well, being no one. I mean, we are so little, nothing. And God comes to visit us. Why is it? We need to go back to the book of Genesis to understand this. As we have seen other times, God created us to be happy, but not with the happiness that we can achieve, but with his infinite happiness. We are the reason why of the whole universe, I mean, of the creation of the whole universe. God wanted, wanted to create humans in his image and likeness. We don't know why. He wanted us to share his infinite happiness. And that's why he transformed us into part of his family. Humans can be transformed into children of God. We belong to him. 
we have been created to be immense in the Trinity, in the love that the three persons of the Blessed Trinity have among themselves. That infinite love that never tires us and will always make us more and more happy, happier and happier. That was the reason of the creation. But we humans destroy it by wanting to be happy on our own. The original sin is of disobedience, yes. With the idea that we wanted to become like God, yes. But you know, behind this is like saying, I don't know, I don't need God to be happy. I can be happy on my own. God is not needed. It's the rejection of God, the rejection of the happiness that we were created for. God made us of his, in his image and likeness so we could enjoy of his happiness. But we rejected that image and likeness to take the space, the place of God. That is the tragedy that we humans, we have. At that very moment, God could have left us on our own, like saying, if that is what you wish, it's your problem. I'm not going to get angry, but of course I cannot force you to love me. As I said, God could have left us and we could have been or should have been very happy of not receiving any punishment from God. The devil was expecting it, but God didn't punish us. And not only that, he promised that he was going to make amends of it. But let's look at the situation in which we were. We still have to be good because one of the possibilities at the end of our life was to go to hell. And at the same time, we were in a situation in which 25% of the population were slaves. The other were very poor. Just 1% of the population were rich and powerful. And they dominated absolutely everything. They could kill anyone and at any moment. Those who were not slaves were not in a better place than the slaves. A little bit better, but not much. Could you imagine the sadness? On the top of that, they had the bad example of all the sins that were creeping and growing continuously after the original sin. And on the top of that, they didn't have any grace, any sacraments, any example of Jesus, any teaching from Jesus, from God, how to behave properly. They had only their conscience and they were alone with their conscience and, and the natural law. See how difficult it was to be good, to do the right thing. I leave you with these thoughts 
and say thank you to God for everything that he has done for us. The horizon humans were was really blink, dark, was not something to look forward. They still have to be good, otherwise they will go to hell. But if they were good with a lot of effort and not much help, the only thing that they could achieve was what we call Abraham's bosom, that is not heaven. In fact, remember, when we say the creed, we say that Jesus descended into hell. What is that part of hell that he descended? It's precisely this Abraham's bosom, where people didn't suffer. It was like a human paradise, but they didn't have the vision of God. They didn't receive the infinite love of God. They were really waiting for the Messiah to come and to liberate them. Because a human paradise, even if you have all the pleasures that you want to, after spending several years, think about this, a hundred years eating the food that you like, or the ice creams that you enjoy, or the computer games that you, or the films that you really like, but continuously doing the same thing once and again, and then a hundred years more, and a thousand years, and ten thousand years, a hundred thousand years, it becomes really unbearable. That was the perspective in which we were. And as I said, God could have said to us, well, that's your problem. 
you don't want to be with me, I cannot force you to be with me. But he found a remedy. That remedy was to become a man. You see, God doesn't care. I mean, he's so humble that he is happy becoming a man. We wanted to be like God, and God doesn't mind to become a baby, a human baby. That shows that we have not invented our religion, our faith. It comes from God, because when we think of God, we always think of someone who is almighty, someone who can destroy us at any time, and we are afraid of that person. But what we see is the opposite. It's God that is so humble, that wants to take our human nature. Angels don't want to take our human nature. They find it disgusting. They are so powerful. They are so spiritual. And our body has so many limitations that the last thing that they would like to is to become a human. They may defend us, they may help us, but they don't want to become humans. And God, the Almighty, He wants to become a human being because we wanted to become like God. And that's why He comes on earth. We celebrate the feast day of Christmas in a big way. But we get ready for that Christmas, for that feast day, with penance. See that the time of Advent is reminding us of repentance. And the color that we use in Advent is also a color of repentance, purple. Purple was destined for rich people or for the kings, because it was the most expensive color to obtain. But at the same time, the meaning is sorrow. Something wrong has happened that one is using it, and we use it for funerals or for the two times of preparation, like Advent and also Lent. You see, there is almost a contradiction. One of the most beautiful moments of the year, when God comes on earth, when we look for peace and family life, when our hearts are lifted up, we celebrate it with sorrow. And the Church is encouraging us to repent, okay? And to change our ways, because God is coming. Our liberation is at hand, we say, and it's true. A liberation from our sins, a liberation from our bad ways. God is coming, and He is expecting us to acknowledge that coming by changing our ways, by becoming more and more like Him.
at Christmas there is a hidden tragedy. God is born to us, but God is born to die. We, because we have been born, one day we will die. But Jesus is born to die for us on the cross. That's why the Church is encouraging us to repentance, to look at our life and to see what we need to change in our life. First of all, look at the virtue of humility. It's something that God is teaching us from the beginning. He comes on earth to teach us to be humble. God, from the very beginning, takes our human nature. And not only that, he could have come on earth being an adult already. But no, he wants to be a little baby, not to be distinguished of any other babies or any other human, and not to have anything. It's the humility of God that shocks us in the way in which we are, because we want to become someone important. On the other hand, God needs everything, comes and becomes a baby. We could have killed him. We, have, we could, yes, leave him to die of hunger. He needed us. You see, it's the opposite of what we wanted, to become like God. He wants to become human, but to be needed. He wants to put himself in our hands. When we didn't want to put ourselves in God's hands, he ready to trust us, when in reality no one should trust us. It is a good time for us to ask ourselves, who am I? What should I do? to really become a son of God, a daughter of God. How could I try to deal with other people, to behave my, myself, why I'm giving myself so much air, when the reality is that I'm able to do very few things and not very well. That humility during this time of Christmas should be shown through acts of service to the others. To stop thinking about oneself and to think about the needs of the others. Only real adults learn how to think about the others. Babies don't serve. Toddlers don't serve. Teenagers don't serve. Let's not be teenagers of 35, 40, 55, or whatever it is. Let's be adults, which means people who think about the others. Jesus Christ himself, he says that he has not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life 
as a ransom for many. He said this sentence when the apostles had been discussing who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom of Israel. Everyone wanted it. And Jesus had to say once and again, because it was not the first time that the greatest should be the one who really served. Are we ready to forget about ourselves and to serve the others? What do you think? Madre Teresa Calcutta used to say, who is not good to serve is not good to live. In Spanish it sounds a little bit better, at least the translation. El que no sirve para servir, no sirve para vivir. The person who is not good for serving is not good for living. Because serving is an act of love. And if we are not ready to serve, we are not ready to love. And life, the greatest thing that we can do in life, is loving. And we are going to show love precisely through deeds, deeds of service. Christmas is a great opportunity that we have in front of us for that. Get ready for Christmas. Years ago, I asked in a family, are you ready for Christmas? And the answer was, yes, we are ready for Christmas. We have bought everything that we needed for Christmas. And I have to tell them, no, that's not to get ready for Christmas. To get ready for Christmas means to clean our soul properly. 
to really wanted to receive our Lord in our soul, to be ready for Christmas, is to make a space, a place for Jesus in our soul. Means to forget about oneself, to clean up everything that is not working in our life, to repent and to change, even if that repentance is quite small, but at least something that for Christmas Day we can give to Jesus. The worst thing that we can give to Jesus is our indifference. And I'm afraid that is happening continuously. How many people are going to celebrate Christmas in a big way, with big presents, maybe even very, very expensive presents, but they will never remember Jesus, God coming on earth, and coming on earth to die on the cross. Or many people will remember Jesus, yes, by passing, as a tradition, but nothing more. Living Christmas in this way is like looking at Jesus and to say, we don't care that you are coming on earth. We don't care. We are going to enjoy it even without you. On the other hand, see how happy we can make our Lord if for Christmas we are able to improve a little bit in our life to consider our life more like as a service than as a self-affirmation. Little things can make such a big difference. Jesus comes out of love for us. Let's see if we can show a little love for him.
I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.